So I would like to revisit and go over some extra points with a, a topic which was mentioned regarding cooking in a second vessel klisheni. So as, is, as was discussed, the concept of a second vessel, when you have hot boiling water that was cooked over a pot of water, and then you place it into a second vessel. So that second vessel, does, the walls of it are, are regular. They're not, they weren't hot. And automatically the, the heat is not being held with that, uh, you know, as it was when it was sitting over the fire. Or, or even if it was moved from the fire, but it was just originally cooked over the fire. The moment that it's transferred to the second vessel, it's starting to cool off. Intrinsically, it doesn't hold the same support of heat. And therefore, in theory, the Gemara holds that Klisheni does not cook. And you could put stuff into it, even non-cooked items, and it's not going to be a problem of cooking, violating cooking shelves. However, even though that's, that's, the, that's the, the, the law, but the Chamin forbade putting um, items, foods, non-cooked foods, into Klisheni as it's brought down in the Shulchan Aruch, it's brought in the Alter Rebbe Shulchanach in Simon Shid Yud Ches, since Fifth Yud Aleph. He says that the, the, the problem with putting in a klisheni is also the Shloisa Medivir Seven. You're not allowed to put the non cooked items in there uh, rabbinically. Because it looks like it's cooking. Now, what about Tavlin? And we spoke about this, and, and, and it's also re, you know, it's brought in Alter Rebbe. What about spices? Spices, the Chazal did allow you to put into a klisheni. And not, not stuff that was cooked, stuff that's raw. So why, what is the difference? So there, the Alter Rebbe explains, it's not similar to, to Tavlin, spices, what you are allowed to put in a klisheni. Because Tavlin are made to put a, a flavor in the pot, and it doesn't look like you're cooking. If you're putting a, um, a food item, non-cooked food item, in the klisheni, a hot klisheni, yeah, it's, it's, it looks like you're cooking it. But when you're just putting spices in there, people will say, well, you're just putting from flavor on it. You're not, you're not cooking it, though. You're not cooking those spices. Right? And he says, so to anything that gives taste, if that's an, its intent, you could put it in your cliché. The question is asked, what about if the spices were grinded up? Would it also be permissible to put it in your klisheni, um, in your hot, your, your hot cup of liquid, or whatever, soup in a cup? So, so the, this is interesting. Um, the, there is from Reb Shlema Zaman Arabach, Shemesh brings down, that no, you're not allowed to put grinded up spices. Only the spices which were complete, you know, like cloves, of, I don't know, garlic, uh, not, not, uh, let's just say pepper, you know, the pepper uh, cloves or whatever it is. Those things, yeah, but they don't, they don't, um, it's not a problem of cooking and it's not, it's, it's, it's that, that was, would be, that would be a lot. And it's, but he says, grinding one, he says, oh, we see, we see that it cooks, so you can't allow it. By the way, it's worthy to point out that there is another halacha that says by Ambati and Sifcha for the altar, but that if it's super hot, so then even uh, things which normally would be mutter and are not allowed to be in there if it's, we're talking about exceedingly hot temperatures. 
Okay. So, 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 Tavlin, if it was grinded up, Reb Shlomo Zanarbach says it's not allowed. He doesn't have a clear source. Um, you're saying it's, it's, it's mistaber. It makes sense. Says. However, in Shabbos Kahalacha, which is a sefer by Rabbi Farkash in Chelek, his first volume, which is on uh, that's on Shabbos in chapter in the chapter one in Sif Zayin, he brings this down, and he says that it's true. There are those who are stringent to say that grinded spices are a problem. However, he says, for the practical uh, ruling, he says it would be permissible to place spices in, to place spices in a klisheni, even if they were grinded. So it's, he says that that's the practical. Now, what's the reason? He's basically, in, in, in his you know, footnotes, he points out, because Chazal, they always had grinded spices in their times. And there's no difference, you know, and we find in many Gemaras they had spices they grind. And it makes no mention anywhere that if it would be grinded spices, it would be a problem in Klishini. But if it was non-grinded spices, it's fine. We, we don't, it just says Tavlin, uh, spices are allowed. Um, so so we, we're not in place to, to forbid something which is posthumous is allowed. If says, if you want to be machmer, go ahead. You can be machmer, but you do not have to be. I heard from the Rosh Hashiva seven seventy Rabbi Levkovsky an explanation. Um, the, one of the reasons why, or he said, the reason why tavlin is not problem cooking in a klisheni is because the whole purpose of the taste of the spice is not for you're not eating the spice for itself. You want the taste to go into the food. That or that it's mixing with the broth or whatever it may be, but it has to mix into it and, and, and give a good flavor to it. So the klisheni, we find the the concept of klisheni is also in other context of halacha. Let's say you had um, uh, two foods; one was a kosher and one was non-kosher, cooking in a hot klisheni. So there are rules like: will it make it become forbidden? Will the non-kosher food give off a taste to the kosher? And, and there's discussions in that. And, and there's leniencies in certain regards, you know, post facto leniencies in some regards. But in regard, so in regard to, to, to spices, if the klisheni doesn't have so much heat, so what it's able to do is to only do one function, to pull out, let's say, the taste. But then to mavlia, to, to, to make it go into the next food, that klisheni does not have the ability to do. So in regard for cooking, if your purpose of cooking, of putting tavlin, you want the taste to fully absorb well into the other food, well, that's only going to happen, you know, if it maybe be a klirishin, if it would be a first vessel. But if it's a klirishin, it doesn't have that ability to accomplish that full effect. And that, that, therefore, that's why by klirishin, it's allowed to put spices into, you know, a klirishin. And, of course, he, he, he held, like, like Shabbos Kalacha and the simple reading of the Shulchan Aruch, that it would not make a difference if the spices were grinded or not. So, in practice, for a klisheni, definitely one can put spices, even if they were grinded fine, if it was hot. However, if the pot was, if the klisheni was exceedingly hot, there might be room to be stringent, um, as by almost anything, if it's super, super hot. Okay, now, um, I'll just do one more point that I had discussed in the last recording, 
which was by T, and it's related, that's why I wanted to bring it up. The, the, this whole discussion of Tavlin is, is, is a little bit, is a little of a matter which is, brings confusion to many, because what is, the cons, what is concluded in Tavlin? What is included in spices? What is not? So, I mean, when you go to your kitchen, you get paprika and all this. Okay, but so what about tea? Is tea, you know, which its purpose is to put a flavor into the water, is, is it a tavlin? Is it not? And that would be a very important discussion because if we say that tea is like spices, it's like tavlin, then in theory, in theory at least, you should be able to put a tea bag into a klisheni. And indeed, in Shabbos Kalacha that I mentioned, it brings down the Sefer from Rabbi Farkash, he brings down that, yeah, in theory, yes, tea, you can consider it like um, Tavlin. And he quotes that indeed the Tzemach Tzedek in the Mishnais, um, in the Pirisha Mishnais, actually holds that. He holds that, well, the, the, the Tzemach Tzedek was talking about uh, people who were pouring uh, from a Klerishan on top of a hot tea, and he says it's not, it's not right. But uh, he says that uh, nonetheless it has the status of a tavlin, that Samasaya writes that tea has the status of a tavlin. So although it's wrong what they did to pour from a clerician, but still we could call it like a tavlin. Now if it's like a tavlin, so in theory, if it would be a klisheni and you put hot water on it, it would be okay. So... So you would think, then, why shouldn't it be fine to just prepare your tea in a klisheni, like all the opinions? Well, says the Shabbos Kalacha, you still have the Mishnah Brewer who says the minig is to be machmer, and, uh, that they, 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 they don't necessarily treat it like tavlin. And the Ksaysa Shulchan, Reb Chaim Noah, Avram Chaim Noah, he also said, that we should be stringent and treat it like what you know, like how the Mishnah Brewer ruled that it's not necessarily like Tavlin. So, because uh, out of deference that we sometimes give to Poskim, even if their reasoning is not a hundred percent understood or it's not a hundred percent, you know, there's definitely room to be lenient. But the fact that great uh, eminent Poskim were stringent, so out of deference, we sometimes follow well. So, so, so he says, oh, it would be probably be advisable to follow the stringency. But in theory, if one is lenient, they definitely have, you know, what to rely upon. So it's just another little tidbit on this theme of Tavlin Shabbos.